Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of This Is My Burger Podcast. I'm your host, Perry, and with me after a heck of a long time, it's Swan. Swan. Swan's back. I made it. Thank you, Swan. I don't know why I said thank you, but... Thank you. Yeah. I kept your seat warm. You didn't. I'm going to be honest. It was pretty cold when I got here. It's quite chilly at the moment. We got the space heater going, and we did just thaw out finally from our winter storm. Yes, which... Thank goodness, man. I'm tired of going down my driveway and being like, what game are we playing today? <laughs> it's, uh... It's, I didn't I didn't leave my house for a solid, like, two weeks in my car. Like, I drove Lucy's car twice mm. during that time. But I finally got out in my car on Saturday, and I broke the scraper from all of the ice that had built up on my car. Yeah. I mean, I had like Captain America's shield that I was chucking off of my car. Yeah, at <laughs> one point, on there. I had to br- let my car run for about half an hour to start defrosting some yeah. of the ice on the windshield so that I could start pulling it up. But the worst was like, I was like, I'll be smart. I'll put my windshield wipers up. No. <laughs> That'll do it. No. no, the things froze. They froze like, in place. It just, it, my car was just happy to see me. It was like, what's up, man? <laughs> hey, Swan. Hey. Were you like driving around with your windshield wipers? Oh, up? yeah. That's fantastic. It was great. That is amazing. That, that's a situation where you can't go over like 45 or else your windshield wipers are just going to fly right off. I'm going to be honest. I didn't want to go over 45. Well, I mean, that's that's fair. It <laughs> is a, you know, a pretty dangerous spectacle. Yeah, it was. It, was, it was pretty funny, though, because there was like three of us at work that did that, and we all showed up, and all of our windshield wipers were like, <laughs> just standing Touch straight down. up. Yeah. So, it was, it was a little funny. Uh, that's awesome. Oh, man. Well, we got a lot to get to on this episode. We got a little bit of news. Well, not a little bit of news. We got quite a bit of news, but we are all going to be drinking nothing but rye this episode. It's been a while since we've done that. And uh, this is one of the things that Swan can taste the most right now. Yeah, I'd say my taste and smell, just to preface all this, is probably about 80% back. That's okay. That's better than I thought it was. Yeah, it's I, after trying a few things, it's about 80%. Oh, yeah. Swan had COVID, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't fun. Don't recommend. Yeah. Uh, but Zero out of 10. Yeah, uh, but I mean... It's it's on dumb things that I can't hardly get it all back. Yeah, and it's and, and most of it is honestly lower proof bourbon and picking up nuance and flavor. Mm-hmm. I can get higher proof uh, stuff. It just it takes me a few sips. Uh, but rye I've been great with brandy, been fine with scotch. Believe it or not, been yeah. pretty good with. Uh, it just. Some some lower proof bourbons I've had issue. Like it killed me the first time that I noticed my smell and taste was gone. I was like, "Well, I'm quarantined. What else should I do? Just have a little drink." And so I was like, "Couldn't even enjoy it. Couldn't even enjoy it." Elijah Craig tasted like new make. And at one point, I had like a peated bourbon and Elijah Craig barrel proof. And I was like, "Why do these taste the same except for the finish?" (laughs) It just it was insane how muted some things got. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. So we're going to be drinking rise, as we said. Uh, a couple of things up top as well. If you have not yet, please leave a rating and review for the podcast here on the iTunes podcast app or whatever podcatcher app you use to listen to the show. If you're not yet a Patreon supporter, of course, patreon.com slash podcast. Five bucks a month gets you all of the bonus content, including the pregame chats and the last call. <clears throat> I also apologize for no last call last week. We were in the midst of having to deal with an ice storm, and we also had a baby, and Lucy and I just kind of ran out of time to record 
<clears throat> that portion with the Patreon stuff. But we got last call this week. So, oh yeah. Also, this is my bourbon drinking glass, Glen Cairns, whiskeyambitions.com. Yeah. Absolutely. Go pick them up. We still got like uh, just a little under half left yeah. to go. So, uh, yeah, go check those out, please. We are starting out with George Dickel Rye. Yeah, this is our kind of uh, flying blind ish. Ish. It's a it's an MGP ninety five five rye. It smells just like it. It's it's good. I mean, it's a legitimately good rye whiskey, and I think that just because it says Dickel, it gets overlooked. Yeah. But Absolutely. It, I mean, it's not it's not Dickel's actual product. It's MGPs. So I find. I find a lot of joy in this one, personally. Mm. Reminds me a lot of Rossville Union. Yes. And as it should. I, f- I forgot. I have one more thing. One more piece of business. Yeah. Saturday, I'm doing an all-day special live stream. Oh. Subathon. Nice. So, for months, we've been like kind of stagnated <coughs> at... About 500 subscribers, mm-hmm. 550-ish, and a thousand is when you get super chats in YouTube. And I've been using Snuffy Chats, which is our, you know, we out kind of outsource. We have yeah. other places where we do the the super chats, and it's just not convenient for everybody, especially if they're watching on their phone or something like that. So. I, like, Saturday starting at, like, noon, up until I don't know when. Like, when, however long my body can handle it. <laughs> but we're going to go all day. I'll bring special folks on, special guests, just to drop in and say hey. Because I'm going to run out of stuff to say, you know, by hour three. So, if it's just yeah. me on my own. So, I've got to find other people who will hop on and say hello to me. And then the next day, we're going to be recording a podcast. So it might be the lowest energy podcast I will ever record. But all of that's going to happen at youtube.com slash this and my bourbon podcast. So the goal is a thousand. If we get more, we get more. I'm not going to be upset about That'd it. That'd be fantastic. It'd be great. I want to play into that algorithm. I got to make a little moolah. Yeah. Got to make this a viable gig again. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, what have you been drinking recently, Swan? Um, you kind of ran through it all already, yeah, actually. Yeah, scotch, brandy. Um, I don't know. I mean, as far as bourbon goes, mostly barrel-proof rye. Yeah. Barrel-proof rye and high rye rye have been my, my jam recently. Well, aside from the fact that that's about all you can taste right now, that was kind of the inspiration for it was... High rye rise, high uh, inspiration for this episode. Excuse yeah, me. Yeah, no, and I. It's also just nice because it's been at least here in Kentucky, like fluctuating between like ten and ten and thirty degrees. Yeah, and they just warm you up, man. Yeah, they're great. Absolutely, it's just that time of the year for it. <laughs> oh man, what oh, you been I, drinking? I picked up another See No Evil the other day from Total Wine. As you should, man. That pick's it's, phenomenal. It's so good. There's five bottles left. Uh, <laughs> I might come back and buy another one. <laughs> I, sp- I spent too much of on bourbon on Saturday, though. I'm not going to name names or bottles or anything. Yeah, but you got some good stuff. Yeah. And there should be no shame in getting some good bottles. No, but I also don't need to make all of that public, I feel like. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like some of that stuff should just be for for Perry. Some of that's for Perry. Absolutely. <laughs> trying to think what else. What did I do on my stream last week? Oh, I did uh, the Elijah Craig and Larceny A121s. The Barrel Brewers. those. Man. I tell you, they stepped up their game with this Larceny Barrel Proof. Yeah. Truly, truly, they have created a much more solid product than anything that came out last year. So, maybe we'll try a little nip of that on the, the last call. Mm. But, I don't know. Nothing too... Uh... Nothing too out of the ordinary that I can think of. Sometimes but, it's good just to go with the regulars, man. It, it is, yeah. And, like, you know, I've been kind of falling back a little bit more on my rare breed, a little bit more on just a standard Knob Creek single barrel. So, you know, it is what it is. But, you know, you can't have gourmet every night. That's true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> hey, let's get to some uh, some news. Yeah, yeah, I've not yeah. looked at any of this, so it's going to be nice mm-hmm. to kind of see some of this. Yeah, we're backed up uh, a couple of weeks as well, so I apologize if some of this is a little bit old. But I did want to talk about some stuff in particular, and I because like especially like this first thing, I couldn't ignore because I'm really excited about it. Mm-hmm. But Wild Turkey has now got a virtual bourbon tasting on Alexa and Google Assistant. Nice. Have you heard about this no, at all? No, I've not heard about that at all. So what you do is say something like, Alexa, enable wild turkey tasting. Or Google, hey Google, talk to wild turkey tasting. Uh, and they give you options for who you can talk to. Uh, there's five, five different options. Turkey 101, bourbon. Turkey 101, rye. Rare breed, long ranch, and Kentucky spirit. And each of them is from different people in the family. So Jimmy, Eddie, Bruce, and Joanne. And there's an additional quote-unquote Easter egg with Matthew mm. McConaughey that gets unlocked as well. So I, I think this is super cool. I haven't done it yet. I haven't really had the chance to. Maybe we'll do it for the the uh, subathon on yeah. Saturday, too, just for anybody who's not seen it yet. But I, like, there's something about this where I don't feel like it's selling out. I don't feel like it's pandering no and they did it at the right time i mean yeah during yeah. covid yeah that's that's a good time to do it had you done this like april of last year yeah just because <laughs> it might have been different actually i feel like it could have had a more a, a bigger impact in april of last year yeah as covid was really hitting it would give people you know somebody to kind of drink along with that's true ways. that's true so there are a uh, friend of the show tim gunderman who's a longtime fan and friend of the podcast as well. He created some kind of virtual bar atmosphere creator. Mm-hmm. So you can like slide and choose like how much ambiance do you want? You know, bartender talking, is there music in the background? You know, what style of it and everything. It's really cool. It's a really awesome thing. So I, I, I need to take the time to kind of get into it. Maybe that'll be tips and bits next week. But regardless, I'm excited about next week, by the way. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, Ben and Jerry's has a new uh, has a new ice cream flavor. I saw that. Whiskey Biz with Whistlepick. It's a brown butter bourbon ice cream with whiskey caramel swirls <laughs> and blonde brownie chunks 
and topped with white chocolate ganache and white fudge pieces. And the caramel's made with uh, Whistlepig's six-year-old rye, the piggyback rye. Wow. That sounds decadent. I am so all over this. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> you go ahead, man. That wouldn't... What, you don't want any? I do. Uh, the slight mm. bit of lactose intolerant in me is not happy about it, but eh, I might do it pills. anyway. Take some pills. There you go. What are you doing? Oh, you're warming up your, yeah. your whiskey. Also, it's just, it feels nice. <clears throat> are you that cold? No. Okay. Not anymore. Not okay. anymore. Not after a little rye. Yeah, fair enough. Double Eagle Very Rare is also coming back. <sighs> did it need to, though? No. But I will say they did something significant that would garner a new release. Okay. And they What'd bumped they it up from 90 to 101 proof. Okay. I'll buy into that. I'm I, all for that. I wouldn't. I, yeah, I'm not opposed to it either. So it's, again, 20 years old, 199 bottles are going to be available. And the 101 proof is actually a nod to Eagle Rare from when it was first released yeah. in 1975. And that's what it held for a long time, I think really up until Buffalo Trace purchased it. Yeah, and they really just uh, went back to that like three years ago on the mm-hmm. BTAC for li- uh, line. I think it's been three years. I would like to see it come to the the regular eagle rare as well mm, i'm scared they would take something away to give it that like they would take away the 10-year age statement to say that now it's 101 why is that i don't know it just like they they've moved the 10 from the front to the back and it just it feels like a slight way to kind of take it away yeah i don't know it scares me i like it just the way it is personally and i i like the proof where it's at if they could add the 101, <laughs> wouldn't be mad. I'd almost like two different products, though. Yeah. I think that there was, like, a rumor going around that Eagle Rare itself was going to get bumped back up to 101. Yeah. So I don't know if there's any truth to that. That And, and I don't even remember where I heard it first. Yeah. But that's a... I, I, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I don't know if... I mean, I'm not really that connected to the age statement, you know? I mean, it's cool to have. It's great to have, especially at this time when nobody else really has age statements on their products. But I just, I don't know if it's necessary. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I mean, we've done side-by-side comparisons with small batches with and without. Yeah. yeah. And really, I mean, we usually prefer the small batch. Mm-hmm. Maker's Mark has also announced <coughs> their third release of the wood finishing series. F- oh, the F A E O one. Yep. Yep. Figure Man. out a freaking name. <laughs> I still don't understand why they can't just figure out a name for this line. The wood finishing series. But like, just call it Spring Twenty Twenty One, and then like they've got an F A E O two that's coming out too in the fall. Mm-hmm. So call that one Fall Twenty Twenty One. I don't know. I don't know. I might be just nitpicking. And at that point, too, like, I mean, I could potentially say the same thing about old fits, you know, because each release has not really got its own name, but it does have a different age statement. They've already had two nine years. Yeah, see, that that's a good point, though. Yeah. Like, there's got to be some kind of way to discern based on... There is on, uh, if I remember correctly, it's the neck t- it's the uh, tax stamp. It actually says mm. which release it is. Oh, okay. But it's oh. small. It's very, like, faint. Like, there's not much to it. Well, I stand corrected. But, I mean, like, still, though, call it, like, 
you know, X release from, yeah. you know, fall 20 whatever, and then say it's nine year or something. Yeah. Uh, 110.3 to 110.6 proof. Going to be hitting shelves on March 1st, and it's going to be around $60. Oh, I poured more of that than I meant to. It's okay. It's That's good. what happens. I like it. <laughs> uh, so this is the Braddock Oak Rye. Yes. It's a single barrel. Yes. 92 proof. Tell me more about this, because you brought this to my attention uh, this basically this past week. Yeah, and you know I'll be I'll be a little blunt about it. Uh, a lot of our brands that we have at work are sourced from other distilleries. This yeah. one's no, it's no exception. It's from the uh, Catacan Creek. Hope I'm saying that right. I think it's Catoctin. Uh, Catoctin Creek. Um, but I mean it's Percival, Virginia, so it's a Virginia rye. Mm-hmm. Um. No clue what the age is. I know it's 100% rye. This is a single barrel. I mean, it's somewhere or another it made it from that distillery to this bottle. Personally, if you like 100% rye, it's really tasty. There's yeah. some notes on it that might come off just a little young. Um, but, I mean, the finish is where it's at, man. Yeah. If you, if you kind of chew on it a little bit and then really let that finish it, it's tasty. It makes me want to try some of their their actual products from Catoctin Creek. Yeah, because I want to see I want to see what they're about. Hmm. Um, so I mean that's it's, it was it was a good pickup. A lot of the rides that we have at work that we we have ourselves, I'm, I've not been a huge fan of. They're definitely down somebody's avenue. I can if they tell me that like they have they want these kind of notes, I can find one that's kind of close to that. Yeah. But this one's been the most down in my specific alley. I got to try it when I visited you on Saturday at Total Wine. And it was very chilled. It was chilled. And yes. it was kind of one note. Uh, I was really just kind of getting the rye spice, but I'm, I'm looking forward to getting into this as is. There's a very prominent coffee note on the nose. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it is like smacking me right in the face with it. Makes a huge difference in a Glencairn instead of a tiny little plastic cup. That's, <laughs> that is fair. There's even like a light, I say light fruit, and I mean that in like the note is light, but the fruit itself is dark on yeah. the nose. Kind of a plum almost on the nose. And the rye spice is crazy present. Very dominant. Very, very dominant. Mmm. Mmm. Holy moly. That's so much better than it was on Saturday. Yep. Also, it is oily as heck. It is very oily. Wow, look at the legs. How old is it? I don't know. Does it say straight? <coughs> um, just says product of Virginia. Whiskey without the E. But it just says rye whiskey? Just says rye. <laughs> Fair enough. I don't I don't know. But I mean I guess it's under two years then. Yeah. I mean, I'm just using my Sherlock hat here, but if it doesn't say straight, then th- if this is under two years old, pretty crazy, right? <laughs> yeah. And the weird thing is too, is like they, they're not big on descriptors because they have another one that's finished in red wine casks. That's it. That's it. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. From, from Braddock Oak, but Catoctin Creek probably has some that are finished differently. Yeah. But, like, why wouldn't you say which type of red wine? 
I don't know. It just says red wine finish. So I'm sure somewhere on there it may Bizarre. say, but it's just it's just funny to me. Yeah. I don't know. They're just like this is good whiskey. Drink good whiskey. That's all it they is should, good. That's all they care about. You know. Yeah. I'm and, pleasantly surprised by this. Yeah, and especially an honey proof. Yeah, that's the other thing too. It really reads like it might be around a hundred. Mm-hmm. E- even just based on the mouthfeel. Yeah, but it, it's. I don't know, man. I don't know if I could say that this is under two years. Because it drinks like it's much older than that. Maybe in yeah. like the four to six year old range. I like it uh, for different reasons than I like New Riff Rye. Yeah, absolutely. Too, which is weird because New Riff Rye, a lot of people are like, oh, it's a 95.5. You're going to get a lot of rye spice. You get lots of rye spice on this. This is This makes New Riff look like it's barely legal. I mean, it is a lot. Yeah. But it's good. Speaking of New Riff. Hit me. They've got a 15-year-old bourbon coming out here soon. Mm. It's an MGP bourbon. 15 years old. 100 proof. $200 a bottle. I mean, I'm having a hard time justifying that. Here's the thing. All profits will be donated to the Ohio Restaurant Employee Relief Fund and the Northern Kentucky Chamber of Commerce. So it's not like it's going right into the pockets of New Riff. Yeah. Which even if it did, I mean, I'm not that opposed to it. You know, it's uh, it's a business. But at the same time, I mean, this has a specific purpose behind it. And they're they're donating all the profits from it. Yeah. So they're basically just making their money back and then donating whatever they they come out on top with. I'm fine with that. I, I I'm a little more comfortable with that because I every year I justify the price of the Parker's Heritage for the same reason that it's getting yeah. donated mm-hmm. to a good cause. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that's fine. Yeah. I and I'm I'm curious to see what it'd be like because uh New Riff has not done sourcing. They they wanted to get away from sourcing strongly by completely renaming a brand yep. and getting away from OKI as much as they possibly could. Well, they didn't just get away from it. They sold they the sold brand it, yeah. OKI. So, and, and while this has kind of the same roots of it, it's no way associated with OKI. And actually, when I got the press release for it, uh, Tracy, who is a huge, huge fan, friend of the show, excuse me, and yeah. has done a heck of a lot of stuff connection wise for us over the past three years uh she was very specific to say it's not okay it's also in no way affiliated with that brand and they're they're just trying to distance themselves from it yeah well i mean that's good i'm i'm there's excited. no reason they shouldn't be i mean they yeah. don't they don't have ownership of it you know i is there a picture of it yeah okay is it in the standard bottle yes oh man i'm so excited for them to get away from that bottle I know it's really? beautiful, but I just if they had a special release, I just want to see it that that color scheme on something else. Could you imagine on the Hill Rock bottle that color scheme? Oh yeah, absolutely. Something cool like that. I I don't know. I think it'd be cool. Oh cool. Okay. So they did get away from it a little bit. A slight bit, but I mean it still maintains the same bottle shape. It's just really the label that's different. I'm struggling with it a little bit. Really? Cuz the neck tag do you see the neck tag? Yeah, I know. Uh, I know. Okay. I know. I and I know I know where you're going with this. Okay. But I again, specifically she said it's it's not an OKI. Okay. 
since I KO. No, I'm just giving them a hard time. K-I-O. The bottle's beautiful. I'm sure it's going to be phenomenal. It says it's out of 800. Is Are they just doing the one run of it? Uh, 900, actually. 900? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're doing the one run, and like I said, it's to go to those uh, uh, the Northern Kentucky Chamber of Commerce and the Ohio Restaurant Employee Relief Fund. And uh, yeah, 15-year-old MGP. Yeah, that's going to be good. I'd love to put that up next to the Calumet 14, see how they compare. Sure, absolutely. Hey, speaking of something we talked about, like, Five minutes ago, Catoctin mm-hmm. Creek. They have a new 2021 release as well. The Catoctin Creek Rabble Rouser. It's another rye. Straight rye. Nice. Age state of four years old. 100 proof. $100 a bottle. You know... 600 bottles. I So this one right here is uh, just shy of 40. The the Braddock Oak. Oh, Oh, price wise. Yeah, price wise. Sorry, their their products are usually about fifty or so, um, like they range in anywhere between forty to like they have one that's like an eighty five that's a single barrel that we have in, um, and you know I've I've yet to have anybody that's bought one say that it's not worth the price. They all seem to genuinely enjoy it. That's great. Um, which if they want to charge that much for a four year old and everyone seems happy with it, absolutely. Yeah, I am all for it. There's another uh, rye producer I've really been enjoying, Taconic. Have you had any of their stuff? No, I've not. Yeah, they they just sent uh, a buddy of mine some bourbon cream of theirs. And if it's a rye bourbon cream, I'm curious to try that out. Hmm, interesting. Also, just want to clarify something Swan said there. When he said paying that much for a four-year-old, he meant a four-year-old product, not a (laughs) four-year-old child. So, just, just trying to clear the... Clear that up there. Just clearing it up, yep. Just want to make sure everybody's squared away. Forgate has a new finished rye coming out this year as well. Who's surprised? Might be out already. Uh, seven-year-old MGP rye, 56.7%. Uh, what is that, 113.4? Sure. Yeah, yeah sure. I think so. What's it finished uh, in? Maybe it's 103.4. I don't know. Uh, it is finished in... Casks that first held ruby port and then rum. So it's a double okay. finish. That's uh, that's very close to the um, dovetail. Mm-hmm. They're just missing the yeah, Cabernet Yeah, it is, barrels. isn't it? Yeah. I want to try it. We need to get Forgate on the show anyway. I interviewed uh, Bob, who's one of their owners, yeah. for the, um, the Repeal Day Expo. Sorry. Yeah. The only My brain thing, has just been not working today at all. The only thing I want to see from them right now, honestly, other than just these, keep doing your limited releases. Not saying they're not good. Everyone loves them. You want to see a wide release. I want to see a wide release of just a generic, like maybe a five-year-old product that is approachable. You know how, like a confiscated. Mm-hmm. I want to see them do something comparable to confiscated. Because uh, I mean, you're looking at two fifty to you know three hundred bucks, and then the confiscated's around a hundred to one hundred yeah. twenty nine, ninety nine ish. Just want to see a, that kind of version of four gate, so I can try it without having to dump a ton of money in it. So I, I was right; it's one thirteen point four proof. Did I say the price? One hundred eighty five dollars. Yikes! They're expensive, man. I mean, I've not seen anything that's really been below one fifty, if that. Yeah, I'm not either. But they do a lot of good stuff, and I'm sure that finishing's not cheap. They've got no. so many different mm-hmm. finishings. Uh, and just over 1,400 bottles. P- 
Paul Sutton Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey is available in March. Straight bourbon from Kentucky, non-age stated, 100 proof, $64 a bottle. Going to be for sale in Florida, Kentucky, and Texas, as well as online. And it's actually made at Wilderness Trail. So nice. uh, fermented using a sweet mash and matured for at least four years. The grains come from D River Branch. Excuse me, D River Ranch in Alabama. I'd give this one a try. Yeah. It's a bit expensive for me. The, I, I think I'd, we I'd do need it. to get used to just kind of the generic bourbon inflation. It's just I agree. Air. I agree. Uh, and and in some ways I'm kind of I'm dreading it. Because I never, you know, I, I said to Lucy at one point, you know, it's a good thing I didn't get into the scotch because the really good stuff is, you know, consistently like $85 plus. Mm-hmm. But it looks like we might be getting to that point with bourbon as well. And yeah, I'm, I'm just kind of coming to terms with it. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's why at the top of the show you were like, hey, listen, I'm just drinking my rare breed and my, yeah. you know, this pick and yeah. that pick. And I mean, just. And, and do you? Yeah, and to be fair, I mean, I I am consistently falling back on products that I have a lot of familiarity with. Yeah, or single barrels, and like the good stuff gets saved mm-hmm. because it should be. That being said, I've had a hard time trying to stay away from the Knob Creek Twelve Year Cast Strength because mm-hmm. it's just <sighs> unbelievably good. It's ridiculous. If you guys get any more of that in at work. Let me know, and I'll be there on my lunch break. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can do that. Let's see. Any more releases? Bedtime bourbon? Huh? It's a straight bourbon from Kentucky. Five years old. 90 proof. $69. For sale in Kentucky only. Only 1,000 bottles. Distilled in Bardstown. Bourbon's aged for five years. It was bottled on February 16th, 2021. What does that matter? I don't know. Some people like specificity, I guess. Uh, scored 90 points with Whiskey Advocate. I don't know. Maybe we'll pick it up. I, I really don't care. How about some labels from the TTB? Hit me with those. Uh, we've got us another 15-year-old product. we got a couple of these this week Yeah, as we well. kind of we harped on this on a couple, uh, on an episode when I was still on like a couple months back. Yeah. And it was just a 15-year-old after 15-year-old at a $200 price tag. $300. Yeah, over and over again. Yeah. Uh, This one is a 15-year-old, 92-proof Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey finished in Japanese Mizunara Oak Shoshu Barrels. Limited edition. uh, The World Whiskey Society. So, Kentucky Samurai edition. I find that really funny. Uh, No way that that's going to be less than about $250. (laughs) No. Uh, Whistlepig has their, uh, uh, excuse me, Whistlepig has their Old World Rye, uh, the 12-year-old. It used to be Canadian Rye, I believe, no, excuse me, it used to be uh, an American Rye, now it's Canadian Rye. Okay. It's 86 proof, uh, wine cask finished. You doing all right over there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's just uh, the 100% rye, it gets to you a little. Warms your <laughs> chest a little. <laughs> Here's an interesting one. Barrel Seagrass. It's a rye whiskey finished in Martinique rum, Madeira, and apricot brandy barrels. Uh, placeholder, they say, is 118.4 proof. I'm sure that's going to change. Distilled in Kentucky, Indiana, Tennessee, and Canada. Okay. I'm interested. 
Yeah, I mean, I tried the Armida. No, I actually really liked that yeah. one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is one that has been kind of floating around for the past couple of weeks, and we just haven't had a chance to talk about it. But Square Six, which is an Evan Williams high-ride bourbon that's only available at the Evan Williams Experience in Louisville, 35% rye, 13% malted barley. So high rye, high malted barley for this. I have got to try this. <laughs> yeah. I, there's, no, there's no way around it. I'll make a special trip to Louisville just to pick this bottle up. Uh, 95 proof. I gotta, I gotta have this bottle. <laughs> I imagine. It's be interesting. I don't think that it's gonna be too expensive though. I feel like it's gonna be one of those that's probably in the 50 to 65 dollar range. I would imagine. Um, I mean, if it's any more than that, I'll be fairly surprised. But I get the feeling this is gonna be pretty accessible to the people who are on the bourbon trail and trying to pick up a unique bottle to bring home. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, we'll certainly see. Jefferson's Ocean, aged at sea. We, no, this is not what we were just talking about. Uh, It's a straight bourbon, weeded Nashville, single barrel, 90 proof. Okay. You know, uh, I I thought it was really funny. I looked into this company called Ingram. Have we talked about them at all? I don't think so. So Ingram... uh, they their whole thing is they they actually will take their barrels and put it on a barge and put it down i forget what river it is uh but they they use that as their aging technique uh they uh they have yet to mention anything about drawing inspiration from from jefferson's and actually deny them being any sort of like motivation to try this out really yeah and it's very strange huh i would be like yeah they definitely they that's something they pioneered and we wanted to try that but no they claim that the humidity and elevation and stuff it like messes with it more so than necessarily like just the barrels being sloshed back and forth whatever i mean let let people do what they think but uh, it's just you got to you got to be upfront and honest about where you get your ideas yeah anyway uh two more and then we're going to get back to the rye Hardin's Creek. Yeah. 108 proof 15 year old Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey from Jim Beam. Yeah. I saw this one. I was super pumped about this I one. I am confused yet excited. <laughs> and here's the reason I'm confused this feels like a pivot to a new product without really fully committing it to being a Jim Beam label. Yeah, there's also just a lot of things about this label that just don't make sense. There's a lot of stuff going on. (laughs) Yeah. Distilled from three grains. Forward oak? What is that? I don't know. I do like them returning to 184 months aged. I think that's just cool. Yeah, that's pretty know. awesome. That's, that's pretty cool. I mean, uh, heck, I mean, who still does that? Uh, pr- pretty much just the Van Winkles, 10 summers old, mm-hmm. you know? But yeah, I had to check my math. It is 15 years old. Double distilled? Yeah. Okay. All right. That's fine. Column distillation? Yeah. 108 proof. I think we said that. Yeah. It's, so. uh, it's just a lot. Just There's a lot, a lot going, going on. on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've been away from each other and we're doing this crap. <laughs> it's, 
too too long. Doesn't matter. Anyway, uh, I am looking forward to this. I'm not sure what it's going to be like, but I'm I'm certain that it's going to be cool. Yeah. Speaking of Jim Beam, Basil Hayden Ten Year looks like it's getting a new label as well. Still keeping that eighty proof though. Yeah. I like this label a lot though. I do. I do. I'm curious to see what it looks like because they've got this tear on the left side of this label, and it almost reminds me a little bit of the old bakers. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, like the really old bakers that they had. I imagine they're keeping this in the same bottle, though. Oh, I'm sure they will. That's I not mean, anything that they would change, especially with how consistent they've been with that bottle. Yeah, they have changed that coloring scheme yeah. and everything multiple times. But this does read like instead of that wraparound label, like it's actually going to be on the bottle itself. Yeah, it does. So, I don't know. I mean, it could be just the styling of it in uh, the TTB, but yay, it's different. <laughs> it's different, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Like, it's the same exact product with a new label. I like, And I like the label. I think it looks good. I, I think uh, there was a pretty significant price jump from last year to this year for the Basil Hayden 10. Like, was there? Yeah, I think it was almost 20 bucks. I didn't know that. So they might be, uh, you know, we're slapping a new label on it, putting in a new thing, and kind of trying to make it different than it was. It's dang Braddock. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty tasty, man. That's all for the, uh, the news. Do you want to actually review this one? How about we review something else? That's what I meant. Yeah. The next one that yeah. was going to be on the table. I'm excited to try this one. You should be, man. I am, like, honestly, legitimately excited to try this. Yeah. So, and, you go ahead. We we didn't get... Ooh, that was a stiff pour for me. Um, <laughs> we still got last call, Swan. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be <laughs> sipping on this probably through last call. <laughs> That's a solid, like, 0.75 ounce. <laughs> yeah. So Jack Daniels put out their, their um, barrel proof rye mm-hmm. release in the 750s, the nice kind of square bottles, the squatty ones that are super nice. Uh, limited edition, you know, everyone was chasing after him, bourbon drinker or not. Uh, they, they were going after him. Um, didn't get that. Couldn't find that. But if you go to Tennessee, they have these things called Tennessee Tasters, and mm-hmm. they basically just have like experimental releases from um, Jack Daniels. And this is no different. It's a barrel-proof rye. Um, this one, I believe, is 127 proof and some change. Yeah, 127.6. Yeah, and a lot of the releases they've done with the uh, current barrel-proof rye and 130+, plus, but it's close, you know? Um and I, I think they have like a, this is like a yearly release for them. And they yeah. changed the proof up a little bit. I find it interesting. Well, I didn't really have anything I was going to say about that. Um, I guess what I was really going to say is that this is not a single barrel barrel proof. Yeah. Right. This is just a straight up barrel proof rye. I, I mean, I'm guessing it's small batched in some regard, but mm-hmm. uh, the color on it is beautiful. Yeah, it's nice. Nice deep amber. I guess. What's and I believe it actually has a mash bill on the back. So this is a oh, 70, it does. Yeah, I apologize. Yeah, this is a seventy percent rye. Yeah, seventy percent rye, eighteen percent corn, twelve percent malted barley. And this is selection number four that came out in spring of twenty nineteen. 
So we're we're a couple years behind on reviewing this one, but that's okay. <laughs> we're getting we're getting there. I'm surprised he's still on the shelf. Yeah, me too. Well, hello. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've had plenty of this. Oh my! Already. So this is more of like a Perry, Perry reacts kind of thing. What is that note on the note? I know that note, and I'm honeycomb. Yes, but there's there's yes. Okay, no, that's exactly what it was. But there is a little bit of a perfume note on there too, like not exclusively like spray perfume. But there is like a sweet kind of flowery note that I'm finding somewhere along there. Mm. It's almost like cinnamon rolls before they've been cooked. Yeah, doughiness. Yeah. Yeah. It's not for everybody, but I really like the nose on this. Mm -hmm. I could see where this might have been a little bit flat the first time you opened it. Uh, It was. It was a little bit flat the first time. I I totally, totally get that. What you're not ready for though, <laughs> is the palate. I'm I fully believe you. I'm so before you take a sip. Okay. This is you know how you have those that are sometimes just kind of a roller coaster. Yeah, it's a bomb. Go ahead and take a sip. Okay. That is a mouthfeel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a tongue punch right there. Mm. Amen. Wow. It's almost like a like a watermelon blow pop. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about though? Yeah, it's got that kind of sweetness to it. Yeah, it's almost an artificial sweetness to mm-hmm. it, like added sugar, which I don't dislike. I mean, it's a flavor I'm familiar with, especially from my childhood. But it like it doesn't fully read like a rye whiskey? No, it doesn't. <laughs> the only thing it's missing it's just kind of that, like, it's got bite throughout. Yeah. And bourbon, usually you start getting a little bit of, like, a bite towards the, like, yeah, mid-palate yeah, yeah. finish uh-huh. area. And this has it just throughout. That's it. It's it's solid, though. It is. The finish is, like, infinite. Mm-hmm. Only thing is, I'm not really getting much of a Kentucky hug, or I guess Tennessee hug in this case. Yeah. But I, I'm, I'm, and the only reason I bring it up it's just because I was kind of expecting it based on the proof. Yeah. But I, I, it's incredibly enjoyable. Oh, it's really accessible, too, for how high of a proof it is. It is, yeah. I've actually had a couple people try this, uh, and everyone has said the same thing. It's not stupid, you know, hard to wrap your head around uh, at the proof. Yeah. Which, please, which is nice. Please, 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 please. Blind Chad with this. Please. Okay, I can do that. Don't tell him what it is until he's tried it. Well, he's had it before. Has he had... Oh, okay. Yeah, he had it on one of his lives. Yeah. But, I mean, still, I can take him, you know, a little sample of this. Because he's just so adamant that he doesn't... He's not going to like Jack Daniels. Mm-hmm. Because it's Tennessee. I'm like, buddy. Like, come on, man. You got it's real good. It's real good. It's real good. I, I, what was the price on this, by the way? Uh, thirty-seven. 
that's a buy all day from me. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I know. Twice on Sundays. Oh, and like the more it's opening up, I'm getting like tobacco and leather on there too. Yeah. Holy crap. This is this would be great with a cigar. <laughs> Make it happen, Captain. You go for it. It's opened up a lot just since it's been sitting in my glass. Mm-hmm. And where it started out very sweet, now it started to get into the darker notes. And I this makes me really want to get the single barrel barrel proof rye. Yeah. Really, really badly want to get it. But I just haven't seen it anywhere. I don't know if I'm going to see it anywhere unless somebody has a bottle out of state and I happen to stumble across it. Yeah. But even still, I don't know if anybody's really going to be trying to get rid of this bottle or that bottle for this matter. No, they probably won't. I, I can't imagine anybody letting go of this bottle. But so what are you so what are you gonna start ranking the nose, man? What are you feeling for the nose? Because it's complex. Nose is a solid four. Mm. Really, I I think that where it's opened up and evolved, I think it's really introduced a flavor profile in the nose that. I just wasn't expecting from a rye whiskey. And in this case, it's really exceeded my expectations. Yeah. I, I think I would agree. Yeah. A four. I'd probably go three and a half. Um, just because I, I honestly have a... I don't know. It can be a little harsh, depending on where, you know... You have to find that like sure. perfect spot in the sure. glass. I get that. It's a little harsh. That, but that being said, that's the only part throughout this entire journey that is this whiskey that it's harsh. It's so enjoyable. It's almost savory in some places. Too. It is. Yeah, I, I'm gonna give it a three and a half. I love the honey, the honeycomb, honey, honeycomb. Love that honeycomb. Yeah. <laughs> I like the honeycomb with on a it. hard B. Yeah, honeycomb. <laughs> I just I don't know there I know what it is I think there's a slight tea bit on it that I'm I'm having issues with. Mm. I get the tea more on the front end of the palate. Yeah, for me on the nose I get a bit of a black tea and I'm just not a huge fan of that. I want to make sure I gave that back to you before you left so that it didn't get accidentally left here and then drank. Mm. Gotcha. That's fair. So I'd I'd give it a three and a half. What the, about the palate for you? Oh, palates. <sighs> Pal's up there. It's like it's probably a good four and a half. I don't disagree with you. I'm. Hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna get myself in trouble. I am leaning towards the notion that this might be the best Jack Daniels I've ever had. Hmm. And I've had some really, really good single barrel barrel proof whiskeys from them. But I think this rye is something special. And I totally agree with you. I'm going to give it a 4.5. I think the finish, like I said, is it just keeps going and going and going. Um, but it does kind of taper off away from some of the more pleasant notes, almost, and kind of starts getting to a little bit of like a stale bread. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I and and I'm not fully upset with it, but I would still like to keep finding something new with it. And I am kind of getting like a like a cherry note. 
like a cherry syrup almost. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, tor- towards the the back end, it's the weakest part of it. But at the same time, I don't, I don't, not enjoy it. It reminds <laughs> me a lot of the uh, cherry uh, ale. Yes, absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna give the finish a three point five. Uh, I gave it a three yeah. on the finish. Yeah, I just I want I wanted to have the hug, and I usually associate that with that. We've not had anything super high proof today, so I was kind of hoping this would just like light me on fire a little. <laughs> didn't really didn't really do that. Uh, that being said, the finish is long. It is crazy long. I've had yeah. finishes on bookers that lasted half the time this thing did. Absolutely. I can't believe how good this is. Yeah. Truly, I can't believe how good this is. Uh, price, what did you say, 37 I think it was $37.99. Yeah. yeah, I know that you can get some something of about the same value in a $750 for that, that price. You got to start looking at it as what's on the rye side of the aisle, though. Yeah. What can you get on the rye side of the aisle for... Basically, you're looking at 80 bucks. That's going to be a barrel-proof rye of this caliber. Honestly, nothing. And I've been thinking about this a lot recently, too. There's not much rye that's close to or over 120 proof. No. I I mean, this is really kind of a a one-of-a-kind deal. And so... I think it depends on my mood or what I'm kind of looking for when I go in. But at the same time, like I said, this is a really, really well-rounded, solid product. Yeah. I I <sighs> gave it a four. I did too. Yeah, and the only reason I gave it a four is that it would be a five if it was in line with their other stuff. Yeah. So, like, I think the, the single barrel cast strength is... What, like 65, 60, 65? Yeah. yeah. Well, here, here's the other thing I, that's just crossed my mind. But you're also kind of paying a premium for the fact that this is a one-time release. You know? I mean, mm-hmm. this is a one-of-a-kind product, essentially. And so... Uh, that's almost a steal at under $40. Yeah. For a 375. It is, man. Or seven fifty. Is it... 200 or 375? Is it 375? Okay. Yeah, and they actually had more. They had a Jamaican allspice. They also had, I forget what the other one was, but it was just, they all looked nice I good. Th- I think that you did the right thing and got this one. <laughs> I think the other ones would have been interesting. Yeah. But this yeah. one, I was like, mm, that's a cop out for getting the full, <laughs> the full nice bottle, you know? I'll get it. Sure. Well, my score is a solid 16 out of 20. Mm. what'd you give it 15 yeah if you can find it pick it up if you see it on secondary i'm not advocating for the secondary market but (laughs) i wouldn't i don't know if i could turn away from it i'd be hard pressed these are pretty ready readily available in tennessee you could probably go into about five ten stores and somebody's gonna have at least one tennessee Mm. taster it may not be the rye barrel proof rye but they'll probably have one yeah all right, that does it for the review. I just realized that I teased on Patreon a story that I was going to tell on the podcast. Gotcha. And I haven't done it yet. Hmm. So before we get to tips and bits, let me regale you with a tale. 
that just um, blew my mind and didn't make any sense. So last Friday was my mom's birthday. Yeah. Right? And we were driving home, and we were driving down Winchester Road in Lexington. Mm-hmm. And we see this dog run across the road. Oh, God. And Lucy and I are notorious for finding lost dogs. Lost animals, really, in general. Like, we had a litter of kittens show up at our house in Richmond. Berlioz, who is one of our cats now, was a stray that we took in. Like, we've, I mean, returned countless dogs to people's homes. Yeah. And this dog, this was a husky, runs across the road. And Lucy and I were like, we got it. We got to help it. Because it had collars on. And when I say collars, I mean, like, it had one collar around its neck and had another one that was hanging off of that collar. We were like, if it were our dog, we'd want somebody to do the same thing for us. Right? Yeah. So we go and we... It's in like a tow lot, like a car towing lot, mm-hmm. and it's super, super friendly. And it turns out it's a boy. I'm like, you know, giving him commands and telling him to sit and, you know, stay. And he's just very receptive. And he waited for me and like came over and uh, he sniffed me and everything. And he was good to go. So we get him in the car. We're driving around, trying to figure out where he might have come from. We kind of head towards where he ran across from. There wasn't really any houses that were over there. He wasn't acting like we were getting close to a house either. And so we were like, well, we can't bring him home. Because Marie, who is our Chihuahua Shih Tzu mix, is very dominant. I mean, just she is in control all the time. And we were like, we just can't bring a stray dog into our house. And so we're calling the humane society we're calling animal shelters we're calling whomever we can like we even called her dad at one point and we're like can you please take this dog until the morning and then we'll come and pick him up and we'll figure out what to do with him and he couldn't he couldn't do it he had to work on uh saturday morning and so we're like okay well maybe he's microchipped so go to a vet it's like a 24-hour um hospital vet mm-hmm. hospital scan him no chip and we're like crap what are we gonna do with this dog <laughs> i finally am like i'm just gonna get on facebook and see if anybody's posted on lost and found saying that they have they're missing a husky the second group that i got on three posts down was this exact freaking dog that was sitting in my life. <laughs> I kid you not. And I'm reading the description, where he came from, same side of town, same shopping center and everything, and it's got a phone number to call the owners from. But it's also got the dog's name listed. Sure enough, this husky that we just happened to pick up in the middle of the night in Lexington, was named Bourbon. That's beautiful. Of all the dogs in the world that we could have run into, we found the one dog, the one husky, that was named Bourbon. And I started talking to him, like, using his name and everything, and he's, like, super receptive. He's like, oh, my gosh, you know who I am. He was so excited because I was going, hey, Bourbon. And he just couldn't believe it. 
And I call the number and the lady's like, yeah, that's our dog. I was like, come get your dog, <laughs> please. But of all the dogs that we could have found, his name was Bourbon. That's fantastic. It was unbelievable. I'll, I'll have to post a picture on social media of me with this dog because he was super sweet. He was a big snuggly boy. Yeah. But it was funny. Anyway, coincidental story of the... <laughs> that, that's How do you even... I don't know. The universe just found the right person, the right people for him. Yeah. In that <laughs> that given time. I, I, I like looked at my phone and looked at Lucy like a couple times back and forth. And I was like, you're not going to believe what the name of this dog is. <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, his name's Bourbon. <laughs> That's... <sighs> Oh my god! I just I, I'm trying to fathom the the possibility of that happening. I don't. I honestly. And yes, we are in Kentucky. You know, there's yeah, millions people, of dogs. People name dogs here like after you know Weller and uh, heck hmm. my Booker. Yeah, Booker. I've seen that one quite a bit. Uh, I think there's even a dog that my stepbrother owns. It's named Blanton's or Blanton. That's good. Yeah. So, but the, I mean, just the odds are just straight up bourbon. That's that's fantastic. I don't know. I don't know what those those odds look like. Anyway, that's my random story for the yeah for the week. <laughs> now we got tips and bits. We do have tips and bits we where we recommend things that are not always bourbon related. Sometimes they are. But Swan, what are your tips and bits this tips week? Tips and bits, man. I got you on this week. Yeah, yeah it's been a, it's been a while. Yeah, <laughs> seasonings. For chicken, are you, are you ready? Are you ready? No, I'm just. Kidding. I don't know. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> mostly, actually, I found uh, I found this company that I'm gonna have to look them up and, and make a post on our Facebook. But it's they 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 ship out um, like red pepper flakes, but it's very specific chilies. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, and so you can get like poblano and all sorts of other stuff. So there's like a smoky and and salty one. There's Ooh. like a four pepper blend that's super spicy. I've got one that's got like habaneros and um like Thai chili and uh, has like awesome. a Thai blend and then there's like a full green pepper blend. Those things are awesome. You can put them on everything and it makes it just infinitely better. Yeah. And so I I'll I'll post the company, but their stuff fantastic. Only thing is I'm used to putting a ton of red pepper flake on stuff. <laughs> and uh, Are you so adding I'm, more? I'm just going, I'm just dumping this stuff on there, yeah. right? A little goes a long way. <laughs> a little goes a very long way with some of those. Uh, so it, it got to me pretty fast. Learn my lesson you know, for next time. I did a, um, I don't think I've talked about this on the show yet, but I, I, I on a whim a while back, bought like prepackaged. Um, Tonkatsu ramen. Mm-hmm. I'm a big tonkatsu fan, and I like just you know got got a hankering for it mm-hmm. one day, and I was like, well, I need some protein with it too, um, and so I like you know I used some air fried chicken tenders, mm-hmm. but the soup itself I like doctored the crap out of. I used like butter to thicken up the broth i used some um squeezable ginger 
to give it a little bit more authentic flavor as well. And then um, soy sauce and some Frank's Red Hot, which actually turned out really good. I need to try yeah. it with sriracha sometime too. Keep it a little more traditional. Yeah, exactly. But I, I also, so there's a, there's always a sauce that comes with tonkatsu yeah. as well. And I, I just was kind of approximating it based on what I had in our fridge. And we had this, this like garlic aioli. And then we had teriyaki sauce. And so I mixed the two together and it was like spot on what you would get in a restaurant. <laughs> I, I was a, I was kind of like impressed with myself that it turned out as good as it did. But like, I, I, I'm going to have a hard time ordering tonkatsu from restaurants now, like ordering in, you know, but yeah, that's my cooking advice for the I'm, week. I'm sending you how, how you felt like a <sighs> picture of how you felt when you, you did this. Is it that stupid dancing crab? You no, 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 no. You're just like, you just oh. look at yourself and you're like chef, chef. but it's spelled S H E F. Ah, nice. Stonks. <clears throat> Stonks. Yeah. <laughs> I've got an artist that I've been listening to a little bit recently. Who you got? Arlo Parks. Oh, yeah. She's wonderful. She's incredible. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, I felt like I'd been hit in the face with a brick the first time I listened to her. Yeah. And it, it was just like she came on the radio. And it's funny because the night before I was finishing up editing and I was trying to like kind of, you know, just calm myself down from it. Because, you know, I'm sitting in front of, of, of a computer and I'm, you know, trying to be creative in some respect and, you know, do all that. My brain's working overtime. And so I was looking for just lo-fi guitar music, which the lo-fi guitar music that's out there sucks. Yeah. It's not good. Lo-fi hip hop. Great. I enjoy the heck out of it. And sometimes, I mean, like they incorporate a lot of guitar into it, but what I was specifically looking for was that style in the form of guitar music. Yeah. And then, get in the car the next day and Arlo Parks is on. And I was like, this is exactly freaking what I was looking for last night. It was just totally serendipitous. Yeah. And I, I've, I'm such a fan of what she's doing, man. Yeah. She did a collaboration video with, um, <clears throat> glass animals. Oh, heck yes. Yeah. And it's, crazy I am all good. over that. It's crazy good. Oh, I've got, you might have actually brought her up on the show before, now that I think about it. Yeah, she's, she's This amazing. happens with me all the time. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> Either way, I, like, I'm, I'm a big fan. I want to start doing some lo-fi hip-hop guitar music as well. Because mm-hmm. I just like... It, it, it's not a difficult market to kind of get into. And like nobody's doing that guitar side of it as like their shtick. So, yeah. I I I want to, I don't want to say capitalize on it, but I want to get into it, you know. Yeah. And like yesterday morning, I got out of the shower and like that was all I wanted to listen to was lo-fi hip hop, and it's so it's so calming, it's so soothing. Yeah, I mentioned that also on one of the tips and bits. Lo-fi hip hop. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was like probably a good forty fifty episodes ago. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like I. Yeah, I think I looked it up because of you. Yeah. Oh, honestly. dude, I love it. But There's I'm, one I'm that so just, into it now. I just leave on a YouTube. Uh, oh, like Chill a, Cow? Yeah. Yeah, that's the one I listen to. I as just well. leave it on, man. It's so satisfying. Yeah. And it shouldn't be because it's just like, it, it's almost it's almost bare minimum. 
when it comes to production. Knox, can we knock, knock, not uh, knock over bottles, please? <laughs> no. <laughs> Continues to try to knock over bottles. That's fun. That's fun for me. Anyway, it's easy listening. I enjoy it. It's a great just kind of background music to stay chill. Get stuff done. Anyway. It's just enough noise, man. Tips and bits. Tips and bits. That's how we end tips and bits now, I guess. <laughs> hey, we don't have any listener tips and bits this week, but uh, please send them in to at my bourbon pod or this is my bourbon shop at gmail.com. We're accepting submissions. Please send us your listener tips and bits. It can be anything, literally anything, mm-hmm. as long as it's not like murder a guy. Yeah, please don't do that. Don't commit a crime. Don't, don't do a murder, please. Well, we're going to get out of here in just a minute, but thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode. Swan, it's been so good to have you back, finally. Yeah. Man, it's, it's been be just, back, a man. Th- uh, just a thousand years. Got to figure out how to talk into the mic again. <laughs> Lucy last week was turned away talking into the mic. It's hard, man. You don't realize how such a simple task can go so wrong. I guess I'm so used to it at this point. It's just yeah. like second nature. No, this is my one time a week. <laughs> Swan, where can people find you on social media? Uh, I'm at Swan TBF on Instagram. That's it. Yeah, I am at PRater1492 on all social media platforms. The show itself is at my bourbon pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can leave us a five star rating and review. We've actually got a new review this week, Swan. I'm super excited for you to read this one. You missed our uh, our giggle fest review last week. Yeah, but that's okay. I've come to terms with it. Not everybody's, you know. Not everybody's going to like the thing Not you do, man. Not everybody's going to like the thing you do, man. I, I laugh a lot, and that's just kind of how it is. But this one comes from Piano Player 2292 Get these guys some more ECBP. Uh, he said, I know I'm around three episodes behind catching up over the weekend, but I just listened to Swan's Hostile Takeover, and I agree you need more ECBP. Maybe I'll send a few blind that I'm pretty sure you haven't tried yet. Heck yes. I'm not opposed to that. Love the podcast, the convivial, and overall chill nature. Everything about it. Keep it up. Also, thanks for introducing me to It's Bourbon Night. Have to catch up on them, too. That's weird. That's, that's, <laughs> that's strange to me. That usually, is, we flip those. Oh, my God. So totally opposite of how that's actually supposed to go. But anyway, overall, if you love bourbon podcasts but hate when they get too stodgy and too seized up, this is the antidote. Just a few guys chatting about bourbon. Blind tastings, news, and fun fun listening, rather. Cheers. From David, a.k.a. Whiskey in My Wedding Ring. Well, nice. David, thank you so much for reviewing the show. If you do want to review the show, you can uh, do it in the Apple Podcast app or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yeah. We'll check it out. You can find all of our apparel and merchandise at bourbonshop.threadless.com. Uh, skateboards. Still skateboards. nobody's bought a skateboard yet. It's a shame. It's a real shame. Steven Sussman, we got you. I'm starting to get the feeling that nobody listens to this part of the podcast. <laughs> nobody goes all the way to the end. I'm sure they do. There's a few people that have mentioned the skateboard. All right. Well, if it. somebody buys a skateboard, then, you know, we'll leave a special note for you in the, the threadless package. Lucy's getting a bottle of wine. Bye, Lucy. You can you can find though our glassware at whiskeyambitions.com. Yes, you can. Our, we is, still have a few of those left. We do indeed. Uh whiskeyambitions.com. This is my bourbon drinking glass, Glen Karen's. They're super cool, super sleek. 
I really, really like them. I think they turned out perfect. Uh, let's see what else. I go live every Thursday on YouTube, youtube.com slash this is my bourbon podcast at eight o'clock Eastern. But like I said, I am doing the subathon this Saturday. I'm excited. Maybe it, I don't know what your work schedule is like, but maybe if you get off early enough, you can pop in for a minute. You know, the sad thing is I don't either. I got to figure that out. <laughs> I know what I work tomorrow and that's always my, that's as far as I go. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough, but I'm sure you could pop in for a minute. Yeah, maybe. at some point. I'll be in the break room. If we're lucky enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can send questions or comments to thismybourbonshop at gmail.com along with your listener tips and bits. You can also tweet those to us. I don't care. I'm happy to check all those out. And then, last but not least, I think, patreon.com slash podcast for as little as a dollar a month. You can help support the show, but for as little as $5 a month, you get bonus content, including the pregame and the last call. Pregame comes out every Tuesday. Last call comes out every Thursday, for the most part, unless I'm a little behind on editing. Anyway, we appreciate all of our Patreon members over there. Absolutely. You guys are great. You're always the best. You always are very supportive. Keep me in check. And uh, we, we are going to see some restructuring of some of the Patreon tiers uh, here soon to reflect some of our future endeavors. But I don't think you guys are going to be too upset about any of that. No. be quite honest. No, I think you're going to enjoy it. I think you're going to enjoy it. Anyway, Swan, that does it for this week's episode. Let's, uh, let's do some last calling here in a second, if you're okay with that. I don't know if I am, to be honest, man. I gotta, I'm falling asleep. <laughs> I'm. I have been declining the past ten minutes okay, so well, bad. Well, regardless, we'll see what's going to happen here soon. We'll see you all next week. Until then, I'm Perry and I'm Swan, <laughs> and this is my fervent podcast.